coming up on Philosophy Talk. Congress shall make no law abridging the freedom of speech or of the press. In a federal context, there's very little protections afforded to journalists, and none of them are enforceable, so the whole thing becomes quite vague and indeterminable very quickly. A free press means a free people. So journalists should be able to write anything they want. I mean, I knew that I could likely go to jail. I didn't anticipate that I'd ever spend over 200 days locked up. Should the duty to inform be limited by the duty not to betray national security? Not to injure the innocent? Not to corrupt the jury pool? debate about ethics in journalism when philosophy talk continues after the news welcome to philosophy talk the program that questions everything except your intelligence i'm john perry and i'm ken taylor we're coming to you from the studios of kalw in san francisco continuing conversations that began at philosopher's corner on the stanford campus our topic today is ethics in journalism we're going to dig into a couple different questions here john first question is what are journalists at what are journalists and why are there any of them? That is, what do they do for us? And then we'll dig into some of the ethical quandaries that journalists face and look at some of the ways they solve them or fail to solve them. Well, Ken, I think most of these quandaries come up uh, in kind of a, a, a familiar structure. You've got people with a certain professional set of duties, uh, a mission. They have zeal for it. Uh, the public has a right to know and they have a right to inform. Uh, and yet, those actions uh, are actions like any other actions with consequences, and we're all morally responsible, at least for some of the consequences of our actions. Take this Virginia Tech case. The guy sends tape to NBC. NBC puts him on the air. Public's right to know, journalist's duty to inform. But then it's criticized. Well, there might be copycat serial killers who say to themselves, wow, I can be posthumously famous uh, if I send my tapes to ABC. Was, was that really a good decision, ethically? Well, I, I, you raise a really important question, and I, and I understand the worry that you have, but I'm not quite sure I see the dilemma exactly for the journalist. I mean, sometimes the journalist doing his or her duty right, can have bad social consequences. That is, they're copycat killers. But what's the journalist supposed to do about that? I mean, maybe somebody else should regulate the journalist. Maybe the journalist should restrain him or herself. I'm not quite sure I understand where you see the dilemma. Well, uh, I see the dilemma as a personal dilemma for the journalist that any of us might have. I, I certainly don't want to see journalism regulated. But don't they have some some duty to take account of the consequences of their act. In America, the press typically publishes many details about crimes or alleged crimes. Uh, take the case of Nancy Grace and the Duke lacrosse player. She had them convicted on cable news, and yet, in the end, there was no case, and they were let off. Uh, does, does, the, does the right to, to spill out to the public every little detail or alleged detail provided by prosecutors and police really trump the right to a fair trial? Uh, no, I agree with you about that. That's a good question, and I'm not quite sure how to answer it. But, you know, there are all kinds of issues like that that, ar that arise for journalism. A num number of reporters, for example, have recently failed to divulge their, the sources of their stories, even when they were challenged in court or brought into court. I mean, journalists sometimes refuse to turn over their notes 
notes to police, for example, even when the police say and maybe say rightly that they need these notes uh, to, in order to apprehend the guilty and prevent further crime. And these are hard cases. I grant you that. You know, our roving philosophical reporter, Zoe Corneli, talked to a journalist who spent more than 200 days in jail on such a matter of principle. She files this report. Josh Wolf has become the poster child in the debate over how we define journalism and what legal protections journalists should receive. After being out of prison less than a month, the 24-year-old blogger is feeling a little overwhelmed. I just go onto my website and see a ton of negative comments and go like, oh, God, I don't really like this burden that's been thrust upon me. Wolf was imprisoned after refusing to comply with a federal subpoena regarding a videotape he'd recorded of a June 2005 anti-G8 protest in which a San Francisco police officer was injured. The demand put forth to me in January was that I testify in front of a federal grand jury, which is a secret government body, as well as provide my unedited video, um, the computer that I used to edit the thing, the original software, pretty much I'd have to turned my house over to the FBI. I mean, not quite, but it was a pretty broad demand. Wolf refused and was held in contempt of court. He says at the time, the decision was easy. I mean, I knew that I could likely go to jail. I didn't anticipate that I'd ever spend over 200 days locked up. After seven and a half months behind bars, longer than any other member of the media, Wolf reached an agreement with the U.S. attorney. He would release the videotape without having to testify before a grand jury. Wolf says there's nothing of legal importance in his outtakes. And so every night I'm going to bed in a jail thinking about the fact that I'm protecting a shot of my shoes or shaky camera or anything that there, there was no, nothing of consequence, anything that was at all incriminating. I already published that the night that it happened. But the way I see it is that the tape was a battle that needed to be fought a legal battle, which was lost. Wolf was more concerned about the request to testify before a grand jury. He says if he had agreed to testify, he might have been asked to reveal the names of the protesters he caught on tape. In specific, we're talking about these demonstrators, but in terms of my career, I'm not sure that it wouldn't have an effect later on. Anytime a journalist goes into a secret government hearing that there is no public record of what they said, it's difficult to trust that person at that point forward. Wolf says the journalists who have testified about their confidential sources in the trial of former White House aide Scooter Libby had much more sensitive information than he does. There is no united front. The journalists will not testify against their ethics. And it's kind of ridiculous to expect some young independent journalist to toe that line for the entire profession. Now that he's out of prison, Wolf has found himself at the center of a heated debate. Half the camp feels that I'm, you know, somehow this valiant fighter for the rights of the First Amendment, and I, I think I did hold that course pretty strongly, but then the other half feels that because I'm not objective, I'm not a journalist. Wolf does consider himself a journalist. I don't think that objectivity is realistic. I think objectivity was simply a backlash against so-called yellow journalism, and the real problem with yellow journalism was not that it had a view, a thesis, if you will, that it was trying to prove. The problem was that it didn't disclaim that it wasn't objective. Wolf's work is focused on documenting and promoting the anarchist movement. Other journalists have argued he can't support a cause and be a journalist at the same time. And if that is your thesis, 
then you yourself have just engaged in activism. And that's fine. That's part of journalism. But then you can't say that you can't be a journalist and an activist. Now, Wolf is calling for a federal shield law that would give journalists the same privilege as doctors, priests, and other professionals who promise confidentiality to their clients. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Zoe Corneli. You can listen to the rest of this episode by purchasing it on iTunes Music. Or for unlimited listening, subscribe to our archive at philosophytalk.org.